Good morning, Nachum, and good Erev Yom Tov, everybody. It's so hard to begin to talk about Yom HaKadosh, the holiest day of the year. What can I tell you? The end of the very first paragraph in Bereshis, Yom Echad. Literally, there was evening and there was morning one day. Rashi picks up on this, and Rashi says, wait a minute, because there's going to be a second, third, and fourth day, it should have said not Yom Echad, but Yom Rishon, the first. Why does it say Yom Echad, one day? So Rashi says, to teach you that this was the day that was singular, unique. Of course, this was the day that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Yachid Ba'olamo. He, God, was literally alone in this world. Why? Rashi goes on to say that the angels were not created until the second day, as we are taught in Bereshis Rabbah. Now, the rabbis teach us, aside from the literal understanding of Yom Echad, one day, they say that this one day refers to tonight, tomorrow. To Yom Kippurim, Haba Oleinu Litova, which, please God, we are about to embrace this evening and tomorrow. And there is so much to say about this one day. I will try to be concise and not give all the background, because that will take literally many, many hours, but try to go through, at least chronologically, what's going to be happening today, tomorrow. First of all, understand that there's a mitzvah to eat today. Certainly to eat a pleasant, full meal before the fast, the Suda Mavsekes, the meal before the fast. And the reason for that is the way the Torah couches the prohibition of uh, fasting and taking in Yom Kippur, the Torah says that you are to afflict yourselves, betisha, lachoresh ba'erev, on the ninth, which is today, towards evening. Now we know Yom Kippur is not until the tenth. So this is the verse that teaches us, number one, that we are to take in Yom Kippur early, tosefes Yom Kippurim, not to wait until approximately 7.05, 7.06, when it is sunset and eat till the last minute, no, but to stop 20 or more minutes before and to show that we are stopping the eating in order to begin the fast. And truthfully, uh, very often people are assuming that they are taking in the fast uh, with the completion of the meal. So if that's not the case, just tell yourself that as you eat, I'm not taking on the fast until, and whatever you want to do after the fast, you know, for a moment or two, etc. But there's a mitzvah to eat today, number one. Number two, don't forget the minog of kaporos. If you have not done it last night, there's still time to do it today. Take money and do the minog of kaporos. Next, there's a mitzvah, a custom, for men to go to the mikvah today. Now, 
This is based on two factors. Number one, Takonas Ezra, who said that throughout the year, men should go to the mikvah before they dive him, since on Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, the entire day is going to be spent in tefillah, therefore we go to the mikvah, one, for Takonas Ezra, and secondly, the verse that is that which describes the essence of Yom Kippur from the Avodah tomorrow, at the end of the Kriya Torah tomorrow, in Vayikra, chapter 16, Pasuk 30, Ki bayom aleichem, for on this day, the Torah says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Yechaper shall provide atonement, the Tahir Eschem, to purify you, Mikol Chatoseichem, from all your sins, Lefnei Hashem, before Hashem Titoru, you shall be purified, Lefnei Hashem Titoru, before you even come to Hashem, you should be in a state of Tara, and therefore, we go to the Mikvah, and therefore, at the Mincha today, we include the Vidui, I, Yom Kippur, is not until tonight. Why are we saying the Vidui, the confession, or Shamnu Bagadnu, and the long list of Al Chet? Why are we saying it this afternoon already? Because Lefnei Hashem, before you even come to Hashem, Titoru, you should already be in that state of purity, and that's why you should try, if at all possible, to get to Shul earlier and to say Tfilo Zaka before the recitation of Kol Nidre. That is a little bit about today and what has to be done today. Oh yes, one more thing that if you haven't done it yet, find a quiet spot and close the door and take out pencil and paper and sit down and ask yourself, what are your issues that need to be corrected? And therefore, listen to what I'm going to tell you now. What is going on on Yom Kippur? On Yom Kippur, when we say the Vidui, starting this afternoon, bring that list. Leave it in shul or bring it again tomorrow if there's a um, Erev in your community. Listen carefully. When you recite the Vidui, you're saying, number one, Hashem, I recognize, number one, that I have sinned. I recognize, I understand, number one. Number two, I truly regret it. Number three, I pray that I will not come back and do this sin again. That is my resolve. I mean it. And Hashem knows what's in our heart. He knows, am I just saying it or do I mean it? And if I mean it, what we're saying to Hashem is, stop. Hashem, don't judge me on the way I was last year. Don't judge me from what I did wrong last year. Judge me right now, that right now my resolution is to be good. Right now I want to be close to you. Right now I want to serve you. That's what Yom Kippur is. Judge me now, Hashem. And help me to actualize these resolutions that I take upon myself on Yom Kippur. So that if the Oshamnu Bogadnu Gozalnu does not necessarily speak to you, make it speak to you. The olive of Oshamnu could be, I ate Ochalti, I ate without a bracha, I ate something I wasn't sure if it was kosher, I ate, I ate, we all eat. 
Number one, Beis, Beirachti, I made a bracha, but guess what? No kavana. Guess what? I did not make a bracha. There are so many things that we have to scrutinize of what each and every one of us did, omitted, sins of omission and sins of commission. That is on your list. And remember, your list is yours, mine is mine. We can't switch lists. Each person has their particular challenges in life. And we thank Hashem, as the Chinuch says, for the chesed of Yom Kippur, that we're called to task, to look upon ourselves, to scrutinize, and to make ourselves better people. Okay, we go into Yom Kippur with the recitation of um, Kol Nidre, followed by the bracha of Shechianu. Now listen carefully. Those women who are lighting candles at home, which is most, and then they're going to go to shul. If you're walking to shul, make the Shechianu at home, and then walk to shul. If, however, you're making a condition that I'm going to drive to shul and walk home afterwards, then make the bracha over the candles, but do not make the Shechianu. You can't get in your car after you've made the Shechianu. So you too, the women who are driving to Shul, will satisfy their Shechianu with the bracha made by the Chazin in Shul tonight. Okay, here we go. Interestingly, my friends, just know, there's no way you can show me in the Torah where it says, don't eat and drink on Yom Kippur. Show me where it says, don't wash. Show me where it says, no cosmetics. Show me where it says, no leather shoes. Show me where it says, no marital relations. And the answer is, it doesn't. Everybody should know that we have two Torah. We have a written Torah and an oral Torah. And in fact, Yom Kippur is the day that we received the oral Torah. Yom Kippur is the day that Moshe came down with the second set of tablets. And so... The oral tradition tells us that since the word inui, which is afflict, is found in the Torah five times, there are five inuyim. Now listen very carefully. Healthy people, nothing to talk about. We don't eat, we don't drink on Yom Kippur. But nursing, pregnant women who are not sure what to do, speak to your doctor and then speak to your rabbi. I'm not going to tell you how. If you need to speak to me, I'll be honored. 201-906-3731. Speak to your rabbi and he'll tell you how to eat on Yom Kippur. Yes, you heard what I said. If somebody is healthy, I never said anything because your mitzvah, our mitzvah, thank God, the privilege of fasting on Yom Kippur. But if somebody needs to eat, there's a way of doing it on Yom Kippur. And so too, those absolute medicines, alright, those that you must take, speak to your Rav, and he'll tell you how to take them on Yom Kippur. So eating and drinking is number one. Washing. When you wake up tomorrow morning, as every morning, we wash what is called Negelvasser, we wash our hands, alternating, Right, left, right, left, right, left, to the knuckles. Rinse, um, shake the water. 
put off your fingers, take your hands, rub them through your eyes, remove whatever might have accumulated during the night, and that's it. Now, if your hands get dirty during the day, you're taking care of a baby, whatever it is, your hands get dirty, by all means you can wash your hands. It's the rechitza of tanu, washing for pleasure, which is prohibited. Cosmetics is prohibited. I can't shave on Yom Kippur, but how about aftershave? I like the smell, and the answer is no. And so too, any and all cosmetics for women, lipstick, etc., is a no-no on Yom Kippur. We don't wear leather shoes, and marital relations are prohibited on Yom Kippur. Now, let's get to the davening a little bit. We say the vidui, the confession, ten times over Yom Kippur. One at Mincha, and, listen carefully, two at Mayriv tonight, that's three. Two at Shacharis, that's five. Two at Musaf, that's seven. Two at Mincha, that's nine. And once at Nilo, that's ten. Ten times, as the Kohen Gadol said the name of God ten times over the course of Yom Kippur, we do the confession, Vidui, ten times over Yom Kippur. Now, next, tomorrow morning, the Kriyas HaTorah for Shacharis tomorrow morning is the Avoda. And this comprises as well a very big part of the Musaf davening the Chazoras Hashats, the repetition. Achas Pashono, once a year, the Kohen Gadol, as our representative, went into the Holy of Holies, the Kodesh HaKadoshim, a total of four times. And we read very carefully what he did in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the various uh, acts of the Avodah, the Gorol, the lottery, the sending of the animal to Lazazel, the Soir HaMishtaleach. There's so much here, and it's found in the Musaf. Stay in shul. It's hard to understand, yes, don't be afraid to look in the English and to understand that this is what the Torah says at the end of the Kriyas Torah, Chukas Olam. I'm going to tell you a beautiful thought by Rav Nevensol Shlita, the Rav of the Ira Atika. And he says, what does it mean, Chukas Olam? Everybody pinch yourself. On the one hand, Chukas Olam is translated by our scroll to mean an eternal decree. That's right. Only Hashem could have said over 3,000 years ago that there will always be Jews keeping Yom Kippur. Who could have said anything when who knows what's going to be tomorrow, let alone in 3,500 years? Amazing. But we don't need it. We know that the Torah was given by Hashem. Says Rab Nevensol, you know what a chok is? A chok is a law without a reason. You know what olam means? The velt, the world. The Gemara in Psachim 54a teaches us that Shuva was created before the world was created. Why? Because listen carefully. Let's say I'm playing ball outside your house and oh yeah, yeah, I hit the ball I never thought I could and it goes right through your window. Oh, yeah, yeah, you come outside. What's going on here? I'm so sorry. I'll pay you for it. Okay? 
Now listen carefully. An hour later, you get a uh, email that you won the lottery. $10 million. You say to me, you didn't forget about the $1,000 for the window. I don't need the $1,000. But the glass is still on the floor. What does that mean? I broke your window and it has to be fixed. Now watch this. I make a reservation, or so I thought that my secretary made a reservation at a best kosher restaurant. I want to impress somebody. Take a look. And I want to get the deal with him. So I make a reservation. I come like a big shot and I give him my name and I say reservation for two, please. Like a real big shot. And they say to me, sorry, no reservation. And uh, I call my secretary. She, oh, I forgot. So I say, I forgot to tell you you're fired. Now what? So right across the street, there's a non-kosher restaurant. Very fancy. So I say to myself, okay, I'll eat vegetables. I don't stop and think that, come on, that the utensils in which they're uh, baked, fried, etc., cooked, are the same utensils that are used for all the other non-kosher. So in essence, I ate non-kosher. Now listen carefully. I come to Yom Kippur. I recognize what I did. I truly regret what I did. I never will do it again. And I mean it. I mean it. You know what, my friends? I never ate. It's a chok against the world. It can undo what I never ate. Don't tell me there's a video that shows you were eating. I never ate. Unlike the broken glass, someone has to pick up the pieces. Here, I never ate. That is tshuva. That is chokolam. That's what we're going to read in tomorrow's Kriya Torah. Unbelievable. Okay. After Kriya Torah, we have Yiskor. We remember on Yom Kippur. Shall I tell you why? It's never called in the Torah Yom Kippur, in the singular. It's called Yom Kippurim. And one of the reasons for that is in the plural, because not only are the living judged, the deceased are judged as well on Yom Kippur. How could the dead be judged? Through us. If we continue in a positive way, then they taught us the good. They get credit for our positive actions. And God forbid, when we mess up, it's a stain on them as well. That is Yizkor. And we pledge Staka. Why? Because Tshuva, Tefillah, and Staka, as we say in Musaf of the Nisana Tokev, Mavirinus Roag Zera. Okay, now, Musaf, I told you, so, let's go on. We have a break, which oftentimes can be explained to correspond to the time that the Ish E.T., the one that was taking the scapegoat to the a cliff. So, that time of pause corresponds to the break, depending upon how much, how little you have. And we come back for Mincha. Mincha, we read the end of Parshas Achrei Mos, and we have Maftir Yonah. Now, why? Why do we read the book of Yonah on Yom Kippur afternoon? So I'm going to take out, and I have in front of me, the Mishnah Brura on Tafresh Chaf Beis. And listen carefully. What does he say? Come on. Shh. Here. The, th- the third aliyah, Maftir Biyona, 
Why? Shemedaber minat tshuva. Number one, it speaks of tshuva. Number two, she'ein yecholin levroach minat shem yizborach. You can't run away from God. That's the message. Now listen to the Sharat Siyun, which happens to be the Mishnah Brura, the Chafetz Chaim. What is he saying? I'll translate to save time. Man thinks to himself, I, I'm giving up on myself. I can't change. This is the way I am. And I can't change. And if a Kodesh Baruch Hu should decree that I die, so be it, I'll die. That's what you think, says the Chafetz Chaim. It's a mistake. Because willy-nilly, one way or another, whatever God wants from you, your personal tafkid, you will do, one way or another. You're going to have to come back to this world a second time, and if necessary, a third time, until you get it right. Unbelievable. This is in Tav, Kuf, Chav, Tafresh, Chavpez, 622 in the Shulchan Aruch. Unbelievable. Sharet Siyun Os Vav. V'im Kain. And if so, I'll continue, says the Chavetz Chaim. Why should you put in this work time and time again to run away and to suffer? Chibot HaKever. Whatever is going to be, forgive me, in the grave and other sorrows and to come back another time. Get it right. Proof from Yonah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted that he go and he didn't want to go. He runs away. Okay, for whatever the reason. Now, what happens? We know he is swallowed up <clears throat> by the fish in the sea and he there is in the belly of the fish for several days and one second. The idea being that at that point there he couldn't fulfill the word of God but ultimately, what happens? He comes out, he goes, and he prophesizes to Nineveh, and so to each individual, okay? And don't think that the grave is going to be any kind of a refuge for the person. Against your will, you came into this world. Against your will, you go out of this world. Unbelievable Chafetz Chaim. Okay, finally, we have Tfilas Ne'ilah, whereby, once again, it's you and Hashem. Don't miss the opportunity. We blow the shofar at the end of Yom Kippur to signify, one, Yom Kippur is over, go home and eat. Two, just like at Sinai, when Hashem left, there was the blowing of the shofar. It symbolizes that the Shekhinah, which had been with us all Yom Kippur, please God, it's going to, it's descending. What's Yom Kippur in one sentence? Spiritual dry cleaning. You, you have body, you have soul. We negate all the pleasures of the body. We focus on our soul. We remind ourselves that we are soul. Our soul has been sullied during the year. We give it to the spiritual dry cleaner of Yom Kippur. And 25 hours later, we get it back fresh and new. What a precious gift Yom Kippur is. I take this opportunity of wishing Nachum, Stacy, and family, and all of the listeners of JM in the AM, and to appreciate 
the incredible work that Nachum does for us, the pride that he gives all of us, the, how proud we are to be a Jew. And that's so important for Yom Kippur, because Yom Kippur is a day of unifying the Jewish people. I wish everybody a Gemar Chasima Tova.